Hi, I'm Dunya Georgievich. Welcome to My Log. My Log stands for My Little Organic Garden. I'm a filmmaker, a director and producer, writer and actor. And back in 2011, I started My Log when I got a cancer diagnosis and began my journey to wellness. I wanted my hands in the dirt and the idea of installing edible gardens for people seemed like the perfect business. Soon, uh, I did recover and I did learn a lot. I got called back to direct and it was years later that I met my friend Anne. Anne and I spent long hours talking about health and wellness and all the things that matter to women in terms of empowerment, entrepreneurship, and just bringing our visions to light. Hi, Anne. Hello, and welcome to my log. My name is Anne Myra, also known as Annie, and I am an athlete, a singer-songwriter, an author, and a visual artist. And we decided instead of bopping around in this galaxy, we would start pivoting to the podcast during the pandemic. So I hope you enjoy what we have to share. Dig it. Dig it. Hi, Annie. Hello, and welcome to my log. Hi. Nice to be here with you on this beautiful Sunday night. It's like so balmy outside. I know. I mean, how crazy. We're in the middle of November and it was a gorgeous 80 degree day today. And that's I my know. side is that I got to go serving this morning and I caught no. three little baby waves. I'm very wow. excited. Congratulations. That's such a big deal for you. You who it's now how many, how long since you were? Um, brain injury. It's been five years and um, I've been practicing a lot of my surfing pop-ups, but I didn't think I was, but now I'm finally, I was advanced enough to actually catch a real wave and not just practice pop-up in the white water. Right, right, right. It was, well, it was a very small wave. It wasn't a 10-foot wave like my pre-accident surfing days, but it was still very fun and I really caught it. Annie, you're a badass. That's all I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy. It was really fun. It was a beautiful day today. I wanted to share about the play I saw that my dear friend, Alan Barton, wrote and directed at the Beverly Hills Playhouse, which is where I used to study many, many moons ago and where I met him and a lot of other people. Um, we were, that was, we were in the second location in another really cool theater called the Skylight Theater. And we were in the Tuesday, Thursday class. The Monday, Wednesday class was here at the Beverly Hills location where we saw the play. The name of the play is Outrage. And it's super interesting because I want to bring it up. It was so thought provoking. I'm talking about it still two days later, um, it kind of turns everything you think you know on its head. And I find my whole friendship with him kind of that way. So um, to kind of go step back a little bit and say a little bit about 
Alan. So Alan um, is now the owner of the Beverly Hills Playhouse, which used to be one of the L.A. spots to study with. Um, I'm now blanking on his name, this total acting guru guy. He was Greek and he wrote a whole book and it had some Scientology overtones, which I didn't prescribe to personally. Um, some other people did more. Right. Um, Mil oh, his name is Milton Casellas. I forgot it for a second. Okay. So Milton Casellas classes. I didn't think I wanted to study there because of the whole Scientology overtones. But once I was there, it was the most exceptional acting and directing training in town, in my opinion. And my teacher at the time was Jeffrey Tambor, another really great actor who was um, sort of a mentor and a teacher. Yeah, he is um, a great actor. Yeah. So here I am. I live in the South Bay and I was at my local Whole Foods store. I haven't seen Alan literally since those days, which was like decades ago. And I run into him and he's like, oh, I live down here too now. And we caught up <laughs> and he shared a story about, you know, what happened to him and how this incredible trauma of almost losing his very successful school, which at that point had like grown to not just here in L.A. or in Beverly Hills, but also New York and San Francisco, when the whole Black Lives Matter movement started, and um, and uh, without giving it all away, because I'm actually having second thoughts of telling you the whole story, because you might go and people listening might go and see the play. I just want to say it's so riveting because it's based on truth. So this actually happened to him, and you can't make this stuff up. As right. is all, as all good films and theater are based on things that are so true to life that you right. know it's mind-boggling and it brings to light just the whole polarization of the country between you know the democrats and the republicans and the insanity and the fervor of emotion that is so high that has caused such um intense negative emotions yes, and division and, and racism and yeah, yeah but it's feeding it's almost like it's feeding into the uh, the, the darkest parts of ourselves even yeah. on the left as much on the right mm. and without getting into my political stance and going into politics at all because i don't want to do that yeah i do we all can agree that it's not a fun time here right now and that's a big part of it that there's like this totally like it's almost like living in two countries it's it's the left and the right those are the two countries that kind of make up america not you know not to say that everyone's either one or the other but you know what i mean yes but i'm thinking especially right now with this you know what's surreal is just friday the other day was 11 11 which was actually meaning 105 years ago was the last day of world war one what yeah it's... 105 did you do this math before we had yes this i did chat? yes that's because... crazy because i'm like how do you know that no because 100... i did the math because you know, 105 years ago on friday on this past friday when it was the prodigious 11 11 which is extremely spiritual numbers 1111 right um are also very powerful so that is 
That is interesting. So just to finish my story, which is not that interesting, it seems like I'm going on and on about it. Um, I want to promote Alan's play. It's been running for three weeks to sold out houses. That's and great. it is going to run, I believe, one more weekend, which is this next weekend is the final weekend. And it is at the Beverly Hills Playhouse and it's called Outrage and it is worth seeing. The acting's really good. Um, the writing's great and every single person can relate to it. And it really brings to light an issue that no one else is talking about. No one's really sitting around discussing. Like everyone knows how they feel and they will sit there and argue till they're, you know, blue in the face about their own, you know, stance, whether it's the left or the right. But that whole division really is worth examining and he's doing that very bravely because he's sort of like I said drawing from his own life and so that's one shout out the other shout out is to my own workshop speaking of acting I'm returning to my first love and because I needed some prompting to return to it because I haven't really I've sort of just um kind of missed it from afar and enjoyed it as a director or as a writer, which I've done both of those things. But I'm teaching a workshop. It is for the first time open to adults as well as youth. And it is on December 2nd and December 16th. So it's a two day workshop. And if I've said this before, I'm sorry to repeat myself, but we are offering some scholarships to girls that might want to take it, um, just reach out to me. And it will be, the workshop's called Actor's Perspective, Perfecting Your Monologue. So we're going to write a monologue from scratch, and then we're going to perform it on the second class. And there'll be two weeks in between the classes to actually do a little work or talk to me or memorize your lines if you've already written it and whatever the case may be. So, yeah, come exercise that writing and performing muscle and get some personal stuff out. And if you don't want to write a monologue, it can be, you know, you can write whatever you want. You can write poetry, you can write stand-up comedy, you can write lyrics to a song, but it has to be personal. That's going to be one of the, one of the tenets. So there you go. Sign up at Girls in Focus under either events or workshops and I hope to see everyone there. Are you going to be there, Annie? Possibly. You're <laughs> <I> invited. <laughs> yeah, I probably will. It'll be fun. Maybe I could sing a song. I mean, maybe you could write a song because we're not performing the first day. We're performing the second day. So the first day is the creation of the material. So if you already have something you're working on, that's totally fine. If you don't, you can just write it right then and there. Yeah. Um, but it can totally be a song and that would be right up your alley. So mm -hmm. that makes sense. And for the first time, like I said, I've had so many women reach out and say, you know, um, you know, what's it? So I'm just going to step back a sec. What's interesting about Girls in Focus, one of the many, many things that I love about it is that it's really a product of me and my experience and all the women who come and give back. We're the ones who've been living, you know, for how many years in this world and realizing now that we need more support, that there is sort of a patriarchy that is real and that it has been influencing our 
our lives and our careers and, and our every, you know, everything we do. And these girls who are coming up the ranks who are young don't really have that experience. So they're like, yeah, we're fine. They're not the ones as much needing this in a way than some of the women who always say, where's our program and where's our class? We want to do this. And I'm realizing that it's, yes, we do need it. And yes, we should do it. So a couple and of women. And that's why you're a trailblazer. And that's exciting. And these girls can stand on our shoulders. And that's what we're standing on the shoulders of my grandmother. Like, exactly. Like, yes. So, and that's yes. the inspiring Yes, so thanks for part. saying that. That's very oh, kind. And I also wanted to say that, um, oh, shoot. I, of course, forgot <laughs> immediately. I... I, hopefully it'll come back to me. I um... Yeah, well, think about it. I don't know what you were going to say, but, you know, it's not like these girls were just born more confident and more, like, Im impermeable to to discrimination between the genders. The patriarchy. Yeah. In the patriarchy. Well, it's, that, it's that that they are just seeing the atmosphere and they are viscerally absorbing this confidence and they all exude it. They all have it. And yeah, it's empowerment. They feel and empowered. one last thing is that they're being told like by us, but probably their parents too. Everyone's telling girls now, you know, thankfully you can do anything. You can be anything. You can go out there. Like my, my parents were very like, I've, you know, good self-esteem. They were very loving, supporting, all of that stuff. But I don't yeah. recall my mom ever saying, like, you can, you can do anything. anything you want. She never actually said that. <laughs> I kind of wish she had, but she didn't. But you know what I mean? So they are already getting, they already know that. It's us who've been kind of, you know, beaten and, and traumatized a little bit by, by life that we need these workshops, which is why, anyway, back to why I'm opening it up for the first time to adults as well, which should be really fun. It will be fun. No, that's great. Oh, and what I was going to say, what I slipped my mind before was because I just wanted to thank our listeners because we have now on Spotify and maybe some other sources gotten some really kind reviews. Oh. And I just wanted to thank our listeners. Yeah, me for too. Thank you. To our podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Whoever yeah. it was that wrote it, I'm not sure, but I'm not sure either. Really, but really great. wonderful. Me too. I'm I'm so tickled and I love that we're um, you know, that we're creating a space and a community for people to not just listen, but maybe even write us and tell us what they're interested in because because the fact is annie the fact is you know a lot of stuff and so do i we've been through stuff and we're just sharing our experiences and you know our our wisdoms having gone through you know having gone through cancer is and coming out the other side is no joke and that's just one piece of the puzzle there's so many things um that we can talk about and share and it's and I don't know, I just love talking to you. So that's all I know. Oh, no, I do too. I'm so grateful for you. And thank you for being my friend and having this <laughs> podcast. I love you, Annie. Okay, so what, let's see, who, which one of us has a recipe for tonight? I have, I mean, I think I've, I might have already given this recipe because I love it so much. At this time of year, 
I'm crazy like the rest of the world, anything orange, especially if it's squash or pumpkin. Mm. And so I will, I will share my very quick recipe for a very hearty, very like organic, you buy an organic, any pumpkin, it can be actual pumpkin. It can actually be butternut squash. It can be kombucha squash, which is wonderful because you can, you can utilize the core in a kombucha squash that is orange on the inside, but it's actually green on the outside. Mm. And you can combine two. So you roast it in the oven, just stick it in there. You don't even have to clean it beforehand, okay? If you're a busy person, stick the whole pumpkin in the oven, roast it, cut it in half, and then take out the seeds. And you don't have to, it's so easy to cut because it's nice and soft. Mm -hmm. And then scoop it all um, into a blender. Meanwhile, just saute with some olive oil, fresh garlic and onions. Um, you can put some some spices like some, you know, cinnamon and allspice, nutmeg, and then some salt and pepper. Um, saute some other flavorful things like mushrooms, some um, carrots and celery, um, some fresh herbs like sage. And then when it's nice and sautéed, put it all, and maybe some fresh parsley too, put it all in the blender with the roasted squash, and then add a little bit of coconut milk for to blend it while you're sauteing the onions um if it feels a little dry you can add a little vegetable broth to let it cook down a little bit and just add that then add the coconut milk blend it up put it in a you know back in the pot and just season to taste it's divine sounds delicious yeah you blend it all together in the in a blender yeah in if you have a um a Vitamix that's great. Um, I happen to have one now for that thing is amazing for over oh, so 10, 10 years. Yeah. Like I've had it for so long and it's still going strong. So that's great. But yeah. any any blender and it's so nice and creamy. And then if you want it creamier, just add a little bit more coconut milk and then just season the pepper and the salt. And you know, you can simmer it a little longer if you want and stick a few bay leaves in there just to something aromatic. And then when you put it in your bowl. You can, if you have the time to take out the seeds and roast them while you're roasting your pumpkin, you can sprinkle some of the pumpkin seeds on top as garnish. Oh, I love to roast pumpkin seeds. I really love doing that. I haven't done it yet this fall, but maybe I will soon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Annie, have a great week. You too. Have a good week and chat with you next week. Dig it. Dig it. Bye. Bye.